Hi friend, this is Alex McRobbs, founder of The Mindful Life Practice, and you're listening to the Sober Yoga Girl podcast. I'm a Canadian who moved across the world to the Middle East at age 23, and I never went back. I got sober in 2019, and I now live full-time in Bali, Indonesia. I've made it my mission to help other women around the world stop drinking, start yoga, and change their lives through my online Sober Girls Yoga community. You're not alone, and a sober life can be fun and fulfilling. Let me show you how. Hello, hello. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to our, I feel like we like host a talk show or something, Um, (laughs) the Monday night show or Monday morning show (laughs) um, with Alex and Kristen. So we go live every Monday at this time to chat about yoga philosophy and we're making our way through different yoga philosophy concepts. So we covered the yamas, which are kind of like the moral commitment or sort of like the ethical commitments. And then we're in the niyamas right now, which are the kind of like personal commitments of yoga. So how are you doing, Kristen, on this Monday? I'm doing well. I oh hi princess. I was just uh, I was just saying to Alex. I um I took the weekend to kind of just rest and reset, which was just nice. Um did a lot of house stuff, but uh, yeah, ready for the week and I'm excited to be here and chat about this. This is really um, love this topic today. It's a good one. Um, it's a good one. And I t- I had a similar kind of weekend, I must say. I really didn't do much. I was pretty tired. I had a yoga teacher training group leave and a new retreat come in. And I actually was so tired that I felt like I couldn't even like watch a movie. Like I just felt like I just had to sit and like literally do nothing. And so I did that for a few hours on, uh, on Sunday. It was good. It was good. I can so relate to that. I tried to watch a movie, but just fell asleep. on the couch. <laughs> Must be needed rest. So, for anyone that's jumping on and joining us live, if you just want to let us know where you are in the world and what you're up to. And our topic today is Samtosha. And Samtosha is pretty much about contentment. And when I was brainstorming or doing a little bit of like Googling into like Samtosha, what does Samtosha mean? How do we practice it? I came across and was thinking a lot about practicing gratitude. And I was thinking maybe if you were into it, we could kick this off with what are some things you're grateful for today? Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. Um, what am I? Oh man, I have so much. Okay. On a personal like home front level, like I, I go down to like simple basics of like, I'm super grateful that I have a home. I have shelter and a roof over my head. I have food on the table. I have a loving family. Um, and I am here today. That's one thing or a few things that I'm grateful for. And then I expand that out. And then I'm grateful for this community. I'm grateful for the friendships that I have in my life. I'm grateful for my pet. Um, I'm grateful for, you know, work colleagues and and that kind of thing. And then if you expand that out more, like I go, like, I'm grateful for the planet, Mother Earth, um, et cetera. So I think I can take it on multiple levels. But uh, yeah. How about you? Love it. Love that. Um, man, I'm grateful to have a roof over my head too. And I've been thinking about that because I've, I've had so many like housing issues during my time in Bali, but I've always had a home, you know, no matter where that home is, I've always had a roof over my head and food to eat, man. I'm so lucky to have like nutritious food to eat. My cat came to come on my lap as I started doing this call. I'm super grateful for my cat. Cause she's been a constant for the past few years. And, uh, yeah, my community, my friendships, a lot of things to be grateful for. 
I love that practice. It's just such a beautiful grounding way to go into your day and to also close out your day. Just taking a few seconds to write down a couple of things that you're grateful for at the beginning and the end. I need to be more consistent about it. Me too. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it feels really good. Like that felt really good just talking about those things, but I'm I'm not very good about following through. So I can I can relate to that. I it's funny. I took the um, journal template that you um, I think shared with the community, yeah. and I was like really good about doing it for um, a few days. But I think in it uh, it can slip as life gets busy. But it's a really beautiful thing just to come back to and ground yourself in. Yeah. And Leanne says. Good morning. Leanne's popping on for a few minutes before her yoga. Amazing. Good to have you here. Good morning. So what does what does Samtosha mean to you? And what's your what are your practices around Samtosha? Mm-hmm. This has been like a really big focus. As I was um, researching it, I realized just like how much I was focusing on this without realizing it. Mm-hmm. Um, because throughout the years, I often had the mindset of like, I will be happy when. And then yeah. like fill fill in the blank with whatever, whether that was like buy my house, get not get a partner, but have a healthy partner, um, <laughs> you know, have that new blank, like whether it's like a materialistic thing or whatever it is, or, you know, once I um, make X amount of money a year, like whatever it was, right. like you can, you can fill in the blank with anything. And I think wanting to grow and expand yourself is a beautiful thing. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think for me, it was when it was starting to become unhealthy. Like when I was basing my entire sense of self around those things. And like that being when I will be happy, when I will feel peace. But then you get those things and that feeling that you're trying to run from or, or, um, heal and think like, oh, this will be the thing that does it. It doesn't. And then you're just fixating that onto the next thing. So I think, I think for me, that was a huge one. Cause when I got this house, um, it'll be five years in November. I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm finally going to be happy. This is going to be the thing. And it had been like just a couple months since I lost my dad. And I thought this would be the thing that would heal me. And it was actually the thing that spiraled me and like threw me full tilt into my feelings of like grief and navigating that because a move can really just like disrupt our energy, our comfort, like you're taken out of anything and it can really trigger a lot. And so it was, it was a awakening for me that, you know, my happiness isn't in those objects. Like you have to create and cultivate Mm. the contentment and the happiness within yourself. And so I think what we just did by opening with what are we grateful for? It kind of brings you back into yourself into the moment and there'll be things that you're like I need to let go of this because it's not serving me but I'm grateful kind of for this um so that was a huge way of practicing it for me is letting go of that whole notion of I'll be happy when yeah yeah and I love that you brought that up because this was one of my biggest things throughout my life too you know I'll be happy when I get to university I'll be happy when I you know move away to school I'll be happy when it's vacation whatever and what I found is like it's almost like I hit I especially the started to hit milestones with my business I kept thinking like this would make me happy you know I'll be happy when I move to Bali I'll be happy when I'm making this much money and what I found within myself is like the bar is always being raised higher. And, um, and it's so easy for me to just like get discontented and like run. Um, Mm -hmm. like I, 
you know, I have this dream job right now at this yoga school. I'll give you this example. And at the sign of like a few conflicts with people, I was like, I'm quitting. I'm leaving <laughs> like after like two months. And it's just like such an example of like, okay, this is obviously something that I need to work on within me. And this is why this is showing up. And the bar doesn't need to be any higher. Like it's high enough. And I sh- need to just focus on finding joy with like exactly where I'm at and where I've found myself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I suspect a lot of people can resonate with this kind of notion. And I think Mm -hmm. if we expand it a little bit more too, is sometimes it's not even like that, those objects of like when we get like the job or whatever, but sometimes we have this habit of having this never ending um, like list of things that we want to make better about ourselves. And then we'll be happy when we get that. So whether it's um, achieve headstand or achieve handstand or change our appearance or um, have different habits, like, et cetera, like, you know, we can get into a really unhealthy space with like that list. And so the, like, the truth is like, we're perfect and whole as we are. Are there things that we can work on? Maybe it's like diving deeper into our spiritual practice or like, there's no harm and there's nothing wrong with like wanting to, you know, eat nourishing foods, care for your body. That's, that's, beautiful if you choose to do that but it's not having that lens of harm on yourself and like less than with yourself and I think it's just like coming into again a space of just appreciating yourself loving yourself and being the best you that you can be that feels good and true to you without trying to like change who you are and just being content with all that you are like so many of us like are like all we see is our flaws I'm going to call them like from that perspective and just like if I like if you had your flaws that you felt, it would be like, how would, um, like if you could shift your thinking into like, how does Kristen see me? For example, like I don't see any of those flaws and just like you looking at me, you don't see what I'm, you know, beating myself up over. And so if we can kind of just shift to out of that, like flaw mentality and like, just like looking at yourself with pure love, like I think it can just really elevate us and like, let go of some of that, harmful thinking. Mm-hmm. How do the, what practices do you use that help you get into that mind state? It's a work in progress. <laughs> um, oh. I, I think, um, I think some really good ways that I can get just like into my body is by movement. Like I've been saying lately, like yeah. I feel like mov- movement is medicine for me. And so I think like whether, whatever it is, whether it's yoga, whether it's, you know, going to the gym and doing a workout and just like getting into your body, Um, is a really beautiful way to work on this. And as well as just like living in the present moment, um, being, if you're noticing that your thoughts are going down that route, just like bring yourself back and maybe it's doing the five senses. Like what are things that I see, hear, smell, again, rooting yourself back into the body. So as much as we can come back into ourselves, I have found that that's been really helpful of just getting me out of that spiral of thoughts. Cause once you have that one thought, you know, you can quickly go down um, that, that rabbit hole. And maybe it's even writing down five things, three things, one thing, whatever it is that you love about yourself. What is it that I love about me? And then just expand that list, come back to that list and just, yeah, really cultivate that, um, that contentment, which is Santosha in yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love that. These are so many great examples and it's so funny how it feels like the solution. I feel like we we talk about a lot of these things and a lot of the answers, like we're like, okay, what practices can we do for these to like 
help us with these yamas and niyamas. And so often it comes back to the same things. It's like movement. It's like eating well, it's meditation, being part of community. Like all of these things are going to help us, you know, be more nonviolent and be honest with ourselves and tell the truth and then practice contentment. And all of these things work together so holistically. Absolutely. Yeah. I... I love talking about these things because I think you can, they're so woven together. And um, I think the ultimate to what you literally just said, like the ultimate is getting into your body and some of these things will come, right? Right. Like it's not, how do you practice? Because if you're, if you're thinking about um, like all the yamas, all the niyamas, it can feel like maybe overwhelming of like, how do I practice all of them? But I think like, as you just get into your body, they, they start to just come naturally. Right. And so so it's not like, I got to practice this and this and this. It's just, let's get grounded and let's, um, it kind of just like comes to us. Yeah. So true. All right. I'm going to share some, da, 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 some practices and journal prompts. Let me just pull them up to share these every week with us. So Santosha contentment, um, some practices for Santosha. So we did this at the beginning, but practicing gratitude, remaining in the state, a strong daily meditation practice. Trying to appreciate what you have in the now and accept where you are. So instead of constantly looking forward, just being in the present, just trying to be accepting of, you know, whatever scenario you're in, whether, you know, you like something or dislike it, just avoiding that um, thinking of like, oh, I like this, I dislike this, or I love this, I hate this or whatever. And I think a big one is about giving other people power over our emotions. So letting other people kind of shape our emotions and starting to understand that that's something within us that we can start to control over. Love that. And I think the best journal prompt is what we were talking about earlier, which is just daily gratitude practice. And I think it would be great. Maybe that's something we can do this week is like, I can set up some uh, daily gratitude prompts for our Facebook group. I think that would be a really good practice for this. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that idea. And one thing I think I'm going to also start doing this week is just take two minutes, place your hands over your heart space and just feel and say to yourself, like, this is me. This is home. Mm. This is where I will find contentment. Maybe just repeating those affirmations as you feel your heart beating under your hand like that's a really beautiful way to just connect inward love that love it beautiful are there any other thoughts you want to wrap up on or things you want to share i think yeah i think those were the main ones yeah amazing I love getting together on Mondays and chatting all things yoga philosophy with you and with everyone in the group. So we'll be back next week to talk about tapas, which is discipline or commitment. And if anyone watching this is curious to get more involved in our community, do a live program with me and Kristen. We have two different programs that we run. We have a Sober Girls Yoga 30-Day Challenge, which is starting very soon, October 1st, if you want to do Sober October and kick that off with us. We would love that. And then also the 200 hour yoga teacher training, and we're going to have a new cohort starting later in October. So DM us if you have any questions and we will see you soon. Awesome. See you soon. Hi friend. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sober Yoga Girl podcast. This community wouldn't exist without you here. So thank you. It would be massively helpful if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast so it can reach more people. 
If we haven't met yet in real life, please come get your one week free trial of the Sober Girls Yoga membership and see what we're all about. Sending you love and light wherever you are in the world.